0: How you guys feel? Feel good? Anybody feel tired? Anybody feel tired? Like Everybody. Cool. This will be perfect. This will be perfect for you because I do too. Um, so I brought this from home. It's a lovely candle. I'm going to explain it in a minute, okay? But at least for the time being, what I would like to do if you guys... Would join me. I'm going to light the candle and I want to pray. Okay? So, would you guys just pray with me? So, Lord, we are so grateful, God, that you're not far off, that you desire to draw near to us. And so, God, as we begin uh, this time. With you as we begin this time, it, intentionally attending to your presence, God, would you draw near? Would this time not be like every other time, but God, this time be one of intention, God. In Jesus' name. So we don't typically light candles here. Many of you have been in churches where we do light candles. You're going to notice two things about my candle. The first thing about my candle is it smells nice. It smells really good. The other thing about my candle is that it snaps while it burns. A completely sensory experience. I'll touch on that later. I started last week, we we sort of changed directions last week. We thought we were going to talk about the welcome of the kingdom, and, and I do intend us to talk about that at some point. Um, but last week, God just kind of led me to change direction, and so last week we talked about silence and solitude. And I think many of us, as we talk about uh, and think about the end of the summer, and we think, if you're a parent, you think, one more week, right? Those of you, those of you who are not parents, you just don't get it. But one, we're almost there. Sorry, Pete. One more week and you get more of them. More. And I love my kids. But as we think about drawing near to the end of the summer, most of us are off our routines, Right? And most of us have been off of our routines for a really long time. And so as we move into the fall and we have this opportunity to reset, we have this opportunity to put things in place on purpose to sustain our souls, I want to consider this week the practice of Sabbath. I told you guys uh, last week, for those who weren't here, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of briefly recap, I uh, when I got done with uh, the or near to the end of the church planting residency program, I was interning at a church as a worship pastor. I was running a small group. I was uh, going to another church and and then on top of that, working a full-time job. And um, we sat down in this this weekend of this residency program and the pastor of this church goes, you know, tell me your story. Tell me what you're doing. You know, where are you are going to plant. And I was, you know, all excited. I'm going to plant a church and look at all these things I'm doing And he's like, why are you doing that? And I was like, you don't understand, man. Like, I'm more prepared than the rest of these schmucks sitting around a table with me. This is like, I'm working hard. I'm going to be a good church planter. See all this stuff I'm doing? He said, you are planting something in your life that's going to define the way you do ministry for the rest of your life if you're not careful. I got mad, like you're supposed to when people correct you. Um, but I went home, and there was nothing I could do but go, he might be right. And fast forward a little bit. Our, uh, I was going through the, the uh, there was a, a, a weekend intensive, and a guy by the name of Steve Nicholson was talking, and he said, uh, you know, for the first year of a church plant, live a completely unsustainable life. Burn the candle at both ends, meet as many people as you can, because you've got to get this going quickly. But at the end of 12 months... Take a vacation and figure out with your spouse what normal looks like. And then do that for the rest of your life. So four years into this church plant, we've been doing that. And we got to the beginning of this year in January, and I said, something has to change. Something about my life can't go on the way it's been going on. I've built busyness into my life. I started on a blood pressure pill and I'm 38. I was 38 at the time. It's not not right. It's not the way, like when you think about what it is to follow Jesus and live the life that Jesus invites us into, do you think about stress and blood pressure pills? Do you think about busyness? Do you think Jesus was like, man, I'm so busy. I want you to think about the last week of your life. The last seven days of your life, when was the last time you had a defined, not sleeping, a defined period off of busyness? And how long was it? If you really think about the, the last seven days of your life, if you're honest, I would bet you most of us go, well, I haven't really had one of those in seven days, so let's do one better. In the last four, how about in the last month? When was the last time you took an extended period away from busyness? It's a sobering thought. When you start trying to figure it out, you go, I don't know. I don't know. I'll bet many of us here feel that way, right? Like you feel that way. You feel like my life, that, that's, the, that's the badge of honor, right? Whenever people go, How are you? And you go, I'm busy right you sort of wear it you put it out there like i'm busy i'm important maybe you don't i do i go see how busy i am i was going to put a picture of my calendar up here some of you have seen my one week my week weekend week out calendar and it looks insane the reason i didn't was because some of your names are on it but <laughs> i mean just meeting with people Weird look about that. Um, Do you think that's what Jesus' calendar looks like? And we who follow Jesus, who are supposed to, yes, we believe that Jesus is our Savior, and that's a very important part of who Jesus is to us, but should we also not then look at Jesus as the perfect picture of what it is to be human? I think we should. And so last week we talked about solitude, solitude and silence. This week I want to talk a little bit about Sabbath. And I want to read a passage of scripture. Some of you will be familiar with this. It's in Exodus 20, beginning in verse 8. This is right in the middle of the Ten Commandments. God has given the commandments to, uh, to his people. And he says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. I would venture to guess that for many of us, we know the rest of the commandments, right? We're like, well, I haven't killed anybody, so I'm doing pretty well there, right? Do not covet. Well, I mean, come on, this is America. This is what we do. We covet. And if you don't know what the word covet means, it means like keeping up with the Joneses, right? Like... Oh man, I really wish they had that. I wish I had that house. Man, I really wish I had that car. See the bike that guy pulled up on, right? This is America. That's all of your advertising is built on that. You don't look as cool as this guy, right? But we 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 think of ourselves as typically going, oh, I keep most of the commandments, and then you go, remember the Sabbath day, and keep it holy, and you go, ah, well, I'm type A. I'm a type A person. Anybody else type A person? Right? I think that should be at least half of us. Those of you who don't know what type A means, it's like, I got to go, got to do, got to get, go, 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 right? Very stressed out, naturally stressed out people. Or, or we go, well, you know, I mean, work is just a little busy right now, right? Any of you say that? Any of you ever said that? Work is just a little busy right now. I said this last week, but this is, this is true about all of your life. If you are looking forward to, to a time when you go, well, once we hit this, then I'll find time to have margin in my life. Once we hit this, I'll find a time to put a Sabbath in my life. Once I get to... Man, when the, get, when the kids get back to school, then I'll take some time off. The problem is, is that never comes. You never get to that place... When the circumstances are just perfect for you to begin to take a Sabbath, or to take time off, or to, to, to rest with the Lord, the time never gets perfect. So you, we as followers of Jesus are supposed to be people who demonstrate a different kind of life in the midst of regular life. Right? Right? We're supposed to be these kind of people that go, hey, I can live your life, but watch how I do it, and it feels a lot better, right? We're not supposed to look like the rest of the culture. We're not supposed to be people who are stressed out all the time, hard driving for the next promotion, the next, you know, whatever we're we're hard driving for. We're supposed to be people that demonstrate peace in the midst of stressful circumstances. How do we do that? We do it. I mean, God put it in the book. I mean, he, God wrote this book, by the way, and He put it right in there. Now, some of the argument that we, we find—I don't know if you guys have looked into this argument at all—but if you look into this, well, you're like people are like, "Well, Sabbath is no longer for us. We're people under grace." The Ten Commandments. Jesus didn't reiterate. Jesus didn't say we had to take a Sabbath. All the rest of them He upheld, but Sabbath we don't have to do. I want you to look at another verse. Genesis 2. So God finishes creation. And Genesis 2 says this, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. God built into the foundation of how this life works, rest. Before he ever made a covenant with the Israelites, before sin ever happened, he built into the way humanity works. One in seven is rest. Work really, really hard for six days, one in seven is rest. It's built into creation. It's built into how you work. It's built into how your body is intended to function. And I would guess for many of us, when you look back, when's the last time I took a Sabbath? I mean, think about it. When was the last time I legitimately took a Sabbath? When was the last time people couldn't get a hold of me on my phone? When was the last time I wasn't on Facebook? for a whole day. For those of us who are parents, when was the last time my kids actually had my undivided attention? And I know some of you guys are really good parents. When was the last time my kids actually were not an interruption to me? I mean, think about it for a minute. And then we wonder why it is that our lives don't look like the life of Jesus. Why we don't see things happen the way they're supposed to happen. And we backtrack and we go, well, it's because... I mean, and and can I be honest? Like, true confession, I just came off of a week away from here, and I'm exhausted. (laughs) I need a vacation now that I have my vacation. So I'm not saying this like you guys and I've got it figured out. I'm saying... I need a Sabbath. Literally, the word just means to rest, to stop. We get to the end and we stop. I know what we tend to do, right? We all tend to sort of go, well, you know, I I marked off this day and I, I went to church and then I just, I didn't really do anything else the rest of the day. But there's an intention behind Sabbath. Sabbath is rest and worship. Sabbath is intentional rest. Sabbath is is purposeful rest. It's like resting on purpose. It's like resting with the intention of bringing glory to God by resting. It's not just having a day off of your paid employment. It's like I'm resting with the intent of saying, God, the way you designed me is perfect. And I'm resting because that's how you designed me. This whole day is aimed at glory to God. Now that everybody feels like crap, you're welcome. I don't need to, like, we don't need to, like, go around and go, how long has it been, do we? Like, honestly, can we just be honest? For many of us, it's been a really long time. Maybe never have I had a day off of at Sabbath. Can we just be honest there? I mean, we don't need to go around and, and, and call everybody out on it. I want to describe to you um, what I've been trying to do by way of Sabbath. And hopefully, it will be beneficial. Those of you who have been through the leadership group, those of you who are getting ready to be in the leadership group, this is like a... This is like week one. This is week one of leadership group. Those of you, if you're you're going, okay, well, Derek, I need to have a Sabbath. I need to to do Sabbath. You're right. That's a good thing for me to do. I understand that that's why my life feels like it's crazy. I never feel like I get a break. Cool. How do I do that? When I, here's my calendar. (laughs) Where's my 24 hours of rest? Can I encourage you to begin small? When we did the leadership group the first month, what did I give you guys? I want you to find one hour, right? This month, I want you to find one hour every week. And I want you to put it on your calendar and block it off. So this is Sabbath. And I think, if I remember right, I just said, I want you guys to just take a nap. Was that the the one hour? That we were just going. <laughs> yes. And then we stepped it up and we said, how about four hours? Can we find four hours? And I, here's what happens when you say that to a bunch of people who have never done Sabbath before they go, oh, four hours. There's no way. That's what always ha- it's. it's what happened to me when I started leaning into this. Four hours. There's no way. Listen, if you take your calendar before you block it out and you just go, you know what? Every Sunday afternoon from one to five, boom, Sabbath, put four hours on. And that is... You, you never violate that four hours. Never. So this four hours is like, it's untouchable. And then what happens? when you, Hold on one second. When you do four hours, every last one of you, when you do this for the first time, you actually unplug. What happens? Go to sleep. That's the first thing you do. Sometimes taking a nap is the most spiritual thing you can do. Honestly. If you believe that the spiritual life is lived somehow outside of your body, then taking a nap seems like a waste of time. If, however, you believe, like the Bible teaches, that the spiritual life is lived within your body, part of the spiritual life is caring for yourself physically. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. So what I would say for you to, to get started is don't do what you can't do, do what you can do. I would say, take a block of time, it's four hours, put it on your calendar every week. And It doesn't matter who reaches out. Listen, the one thing that everybody respects in this culture is the calendar, right? You don't have to tell them what's on your calendar, you just say, I have an appointment. I already have something on my calendar that day. Nobody goes, well, tell me what it is and I'll decide if it's valid, Right? When you tell people, some of you know my trick now, (laughs) when you tell people that I have something on my calendar already, they just move on. So every time it comes to Sabbath, you just go, hey, I already have something scheduled that time. Can we look at another day? I promise you, if you do this for a month, you'll go, wait a minute, this is biblical? Biblical? It will give you life, I promise you. We've moved now toward, in our family, over the summer, beginning in June, we've moved toward 24-hour Sabbaths, which is awesome. Is awesome. Biblically, that would be from a Friday evening to a Saturday afternoon. And that, I think, for the school year is what we're going to move to, Friday afternoon to Saturday Afternoon, Friday evening. And what we do, and here's where the candle comes in. We light a candle. This one, till it's gone. We probably have another day and a half. We light a candle, why? This time it's not like any other time. Yeah. My kids love it. This time we don't like can. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I haven't been to some of your houses. Maybe you like candles all the time. I think there's something special. You light a candle and you say, "This time it's not like any other time." And we put the put the candle in the living room, and we pray. And one of the things that I love is that my son now wants to pray. Whew! My son now wants to pray to begin this time. My kids love Sabbath. And then what do we do for our whole 24 hours? You know what goes away? This goes away. This goes away. You know what else goes away? The TV goes away. We don't work. We intentionally spend time together. And then you know what happens? You typically will take a nap. Typically, once the kids go to bed, there's no TV to watch, so you just go to bed. You come out, like, rested. You actually come out rested. I was I was up at the, the Pickles' house uh, the day after we came out, like, the afternoon after we got done. And it's like almost, it's so much rest, it's disorienting. Because I remember getting to their house and being like, there's too much happening right now. <laughs> like, I, I just am, like... I just left this period of rest and I'm like, whoo, this is busy. Six days later, you do it again. Can you imagine what would be different about your life if this was a rhythm you lived into? It doesn't come easy. It doesn't just happen. Like, Nobody accidentally ends up taking a Sabbath. For those of you who are too young to remember, there used to be a time when no business was open. They forced you to have Sabbath. The culture forced you to have Sabbath. Sunday, was everything was closed. Holidays, everything was closed. Now, I'm not going, let's go back to the old days. But like, seriously... Culture is not going to make you take time off. We in America work more than everybody else in the rest of the world. That's not entirely true, but mostly true. We work longer work weeks. The church we came from, you know what their their work week for a pastor was? 50 hours a week. The work week. You have to be intentional about this stuff. And I think right now, as you're getting ready to shake up your rhythm again, and try to put some sort of semblance of normal in, I think right now, as followers of Jesus, before we hit school, and everybody settles into the fall, now is the time to go, let's do this. Let's actually do this. Let's live into Sabbath. Let's do what the Bible says, surprisingly. Let's do it. How are you going to do it? Because I, the way I see it, you have two choices. You can go, well, church was kind of boring this morning. You talked about the Sabbath and didn't really have any application for my life. And you can continue to be exhausted and busy. Or the other choices you can have is go, I'm going to try to live into this. Would you try it for the fall? Would you consider... Listen, I don't say as your pastor very often. I'm going to say it right now. As your pastor, would you consider for your own spiritual and physical and holistic well-being, would you consider living into Sabbath for the fall? And when we get to Thanksgiving, we'll sit down and you can have a conversation. You can tell me that it it was the best thing you ever did in your life. Or you can tell me if it didn't matter. If it didn't help you, then it didn't help you. But... I've kind of staked my life on that book. Would you try it? I mean, it's going to take some intention. Like, it's going to take you going, before I do everything else and three, four, five, six, seven days goes by and I haven't thought about it. Like, you're going to have to think about it like today. Like now. And since most of you have one of these and your calendar is on it, I would encourage you before you leave to go. When can we at least put it on the calendar? We can talk about moving it and putting it, but can we at least leave here with Sabbath on the calendar? Like I said, don't start where you can't, start where you can. Maybe for you it's four hours. Can we do that? I mean, this doesn't have like a crescendo ending. It really just doesn't. It doesn't end big. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. The worship team can go back up. But I want you to take a minute. Like, I don't want you to like, don't rush out of this moment. This time is like no other time. I mean, you guys rush out of the moment, but. I, I would encourage you while they're playing, like seriously, I would encourage you as they begin, I would encourage you before you stand up to go, when can we do this? When can we put this on the calendar? And then what we're going to do is while when, when you're um, done figuring out when you're going to start trying to Sabbath, I think we need to pray for those of us that this scares. That's most of us. It's me. So you can pray for me if it doesn't scare you. But this idea of thinking, well, you know, I'm pretty important and I'm pretty busy. If I take a four hour break, or if I take a whole day break, the world is gonna collapse. Right, isn't that what we think? If I stop, what will ever happen? I promise you, the world keeps going. This is an act of trust. It's like, God, I'm gonna trust you with the world for the next four or 24 hours. Do you think you can handle it, seriously? But for some of us, it brings up this thought of like anxiety of like, I don't, I can't do that. I'm fearful. I'm kind of afraid. I just, and for some of you, as you sit down to try to put this on your calendar, there's going to be something that right about here just sort of goes, it wells up. And it's like, that's wasted time. And if that's you, I want you to come up here. I would like to pray for you. Some of us will pray for you.